Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. In the long history of the PGA Tour, only eight players had blown a six-shot lead in the final round of a tournament. Colin Morikawa became the ninth to blow a six-shot lead as John Rahm zoomed by Morikawa, who went bogey, bogey, bogey uh, on a stretch on the back nine. We head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Our friend Jay Delsing joins us. Jay, good morning. How are you doing? Doing great, guys. Good morning. Hey, that was obviously devastating for Morikawa. My interest is in how he responds from this because he seems to be very level-headed about this, but pretty much everybody who's ever done this has been level-headed about this. Would you be concerned about how Morikawa will react over the last six months or the next six months of the the next year to losing this? If he has a six-shot lead in the Masters on Sunday, are you going to be watching because you think he's going to blow it? Boy, you know, Randy, it's it's really interesting because um, Jordan Spieth had that huge lead at Augusta. It wasn't six shots going into Sunday's round, so he's not included on that list. <clears throat> but there were signs for for me when I was watching uh, Jordan um, that, that just didn't look good. Morikawa, to me, seemed to be in complete control. And then to have his short game go so haywire on, on 14 and blade that shot out of the bunker and then then he chunks that shot on fifth, on 15 and, you know, 15's a par 5. And, you know, the other thing, Randy, is that these were the first bogeys he had made in the event so far. So he played, what, 63, 64 holes, something like that, 66 holes um, without making a bogey. But I've seen him recover from things that I thought would be devastating. I don't know if you recall a while back, he was in a playoff with Daniel Berger at the Colonial, and he had pretty much a tap-in, a little less than a three-footer on the 17th hole, the first playoff hole, to extend the playoff and missed it. And I was really curious to see how he'd respond and, and how much effect that had on him, and it didn't have much at all. So. I know he's a smart kid. It, this is this is about having that. And Kerry, you know how this how important it is to have that convenient memory. You have to have a really really long term memory of the good things and short term of bad. So I'm curious. I'm really pulling for this kid. I've met him. He's terrific. I hope he's able to shake it off. But it's not going to be easy. Hey, Jay, when you are uh, in a moment like that, it, it sort of feels like you're spiraling out of control. How do you hit the reset button? Golf is such a, a mental sport, and it, it's really you versus you. Uh, if I had a bad play or fumbled the ball, I probably got 10, 15 teammates that are going to ha- tap me on the head and say, next play. But with golf, you, you, you're spiraling, and, and it's just you and the golf clubs and the golf hole and the golf ball. How do you reset, take time to reset and get back into, into what you need to do? Kerry, it's one, it's one of the hardest things in, in all of sport. I've talked to other athletes when because when you're playing so well, you're, you're slowed down mentally 
that things are going at a speed that that are really really comfortable for you there's not much is going wrong i mean hell Morikawa is what 27 under par i mean guys he did still finish 24 under par for the tournament uh at a 72 hole event it's he, he played a lot of great golf, but what, what it's really important to 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 have your caddy be able to say something to you or be able to put you in a state, help you get back in the state of mind to recover because yeah, the, the, it goes so fast. I mean, look at what happened in the Blues hockey game last night. We're one to one. We I think we have right around nine minutes left in the third period, and we lose the game four to one. I mean, the puck takes some crazy bounces, and so it is really important to try to, you know, the, your your number one um, reaction on stuff like this, guys, is to speed up. You start walking faster because your heart rate kicks in in a big way. It's all about trying to slow that down and getting back into the moment. Hey, Jay, today will be a big day for Live Golf and the PGA Tour because – Yesterday in California, a judge denied a request to delay a hearing on discovery in the case. And so Live Golf, they, they wanted a delay. And PGA, the PGA Tour, they want to forge ahead. And apparently this is going to cause real problems in Live for Live Golf in their antitrust suit against the PGA. It sure doesn't seem like they win much. No, it really doesn't. And, you know, Greg Norman was talking about the how uh, a, a network deal was eminent, and that was in November, October, November. We haven't heard anything from them. So we also one of the things I keep looking for, guys, is are we going to get who who if we're going to get a new defector? Who's going? Because um, you know that's always significant because you know they're working in the back. You know they're throwing more and more money at people, and no one to this point has gone. So I just, I, I, I'm just struggling to try to figure out the, the plan here for them. You know, there's supposedly 14 events. Um, nothing has really gone their, their way much. Uh, when it comes to the, oh man, the, the, the public image, it just doesn't seem to be that they're doing worth a damn. I, I, I don't know. They, they don't win much. And, um, you know, the Augusta ruling came out, and Augusta really didn't have much choice, guys, to, to let these guys in. I mean, they really don't. But what's interesting is that if this thing stays viable, then Augusta National and the majors are going to have to rewrite their criteria on how these players get access into their event because the lifelong players that have won the Masters, DJ, Mickelson, Sergio, Patrick Reed, um, they're all going to get in, no, no problem. Um, but you know, you're going to get other good players like uh, Cameron Smith if he stays, you know, relevant in the world of golf. He's eventually going to need a, a different way to get in that event because his British Open exemption will only last five years. So it'll be interesting to see. I haven't not we've a lot of live, you know, in the last six months, but in the last two, it's been kind of slept swept under the rug. And by the way, they only have seven events scheduled right now for 2023. And I'm, I'm just intrigued to see how long the interest is there on the part of the Saudi investment fund. You, you, it can be viable financially as long as they want it to be, but how long are they going to maintain interest in something that seems to be really disorganized and not working out the way they thought it was going to work out? 
Right, Randy. And and what is their end goal? I mean, they're obviously looking to, to try to take some of the positive attributes of the game of golf and some of the good things that we've done and, and kind of transfer that over to their image. But is it working? And I mean, and and how long will they will they care? You know, I know they make, you know, like you said, I, I saw something the other day about the number of billions of dollars that they make a day you know, in their, in their fund. And so they can obviously stand it if they want to, but do they want to? Right. That's the question. I, I just don't see it. I don't know. Hey Jay, I was wondering, it's, it's 26 degrees today. And, and so obviously not many people going to play golf. What is the longest non-injury related uh, that you've gone without picking up your golf clubs? Oh my gosh, Jerry, when I was playing all the time, I was not around here at this time of year. And it was <laughs> really, really nice. It was really, really nice. Right now, I don't even know where my clubs are. <laughs> I, you know, they're, they're, they're in a timeout somewhere. They've been in a timeout for about five years. They, just, they have really, they've forgotten how to do their thing. They they haven't. They, you know, it's got to be there. What what was the old uh, adage on, on uh, sports in our guys? A good craftsman never blames his uh his tools while I'm blaming my tools, man. Do you do you have conversations with them and ask them, what are you guys doing? I know you know better. What, what's going on here? When I tossed them in the corner, <laughs> I said, you guys need uh, an attitude adjustment. You need to try to figure this thing out because, you know, you you're, you have obviously forgotten what you're doing. You know, guys, when I was playing on the, on the tour a lot, my daughters were obviously younger, and I had a – huge cachet of clubs in the basement. I had uh, three tour bag fulls of putters. I had wedges. I had drivers. And I would occasionally go down there and I would do some loud talking. (laughs) (laughs) Who the hell wanted to come out and try to make some money? Because the current, you know, the current team that I had assembled was not really performing very well. And I'd come up out of the basement and the girls would look at me. I'm like, dad, fine. I'm okay. Just a little nuts. We're just trying to figure out who wants to go out and play a little better golf than what we got going on right now. Hey, Jay, before we let you go, how often do you flip over and uh, when the tour is in Hawaii and they're playing against the, the Blues, so you, you can go to Golf Channel, you can go to, to Bally Sports. I flip over during commercials and during intermissions. Do you do that? Oh, yeah, I do. I hate, I hate, to, I hate to say that. I do. The, the Hawaiian swing represented so much fun to me, Randy. You know, back in the day, that's when the calendar and the, and the year really started. And to get out of here at this time of year, and you know, I love St. Louis. Uh, sometimes I wonder why weather-wise, but I love St. Louis. And to be able to get on those, the Hawaiian Islands, and, and, and uh, I would take the girls over there all the time with me, it was a, it was a really real treat. And so I, I love watching uh, uh, Wailai. It's fantastic. Jay, have a great weekend. Who do you have on the show on Sunday? I got Mike Tucker, the director of golf over at Bell Reef Country Club, guys. You know, one of the things I got to say, and, and kudos to Mike and the membership at Bell Reef, they have kept St. Louis in the forefront of the the national and even international golf scene with, you know, in 2026, we have the BMW championship coming, and in 2030, we have the President's Cup coming. And so it's been, what, Randy, since 1971? Since we've had an international golf event here, mm-hmm. and the the Ryder Cup was over, I think at Old Warson, and so that's a big, that's a big deal. And I know it's a long way away, but when you're a golf nerd, you look at those things. Yeah, we'll be tuned in to Mike Tucker. We love everything that he says. 
Right on. He's a he's a great guy, and um, uh, they do they do a great job over there. All right, we'll be tuned in, sir. Thanks. Have a great weekend. You guys too. Thank you. See you, Jay Jay Delsing, talking golf here on the opening drive on 101 ESPN.